Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, this is Stuart Roberts, founder of Haircuts for Homeless, and welcome to the Hear Me, See Me podcast. I'm going to be talking to people who are truly inspirational to me, some you may have heard of, and some you haven't, but you really need to hear their story. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me, See Me podcast. I met a wonderful lady recently. <laughs> She's waving. I met a wonderful lady recently at um, Northampton Haircuts Romulus. She actually wasn't part of the team, but she sort of soon became one. She's got the T-shirt and everything. And uh, she'd already been, she'd been doing it herself off her own back, going and, and cutting the guy's hair there. And she was a fascinating person. So um, I'm going to get her to tell everyone her story. Today I'm talking to, to Char. How are you, my darling? I'm all right, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Hello, audience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was wicked. It's a very nice day, and um, yeah, it was wonderful to meet you, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was. You blew me away because uh, you're, you're you're a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have said you can do trouble. <laughs> you're a lot. Yeah. But you're great. You know, you're great. I love You know, I love people. I love people. I love characters and. You know, you got you got characters. You have got so much. <laughs> so funny, but um, you know, the point being was that you was there cutting hair, um, and you know, really impressed that you was doing that all, all off your own back. And you hinted to me that you had quite a good story. So, um, you know, you had to come on as a guest, and I think you're going <laughs> to want to go on to do your own podcast and that as well, which is great. But so, so take me back, Char. What, what, what? Where did it all begin? What was your what was your little childhood like then? Oh God. <laughs> I, mean, I, could tell you, <laughs> I could tell you a good few stories, me. Well, do you know what, right? I actually came from an all right background. Like I had good parents, worked hard and things like that. And I chose the streets, funnily enough. Yeah. I wasn't bought I I wasn't as they typically would say, dragged up, you know. Oh. Um I was well educated. Um, I had my family around me and I just never fitted in at school. I never fitted in. I did not like school. In fact, I hated it. I was not one of those people that sat there for hours pushing that pen on that paper. I was a creative individual. I always looked beyond what was there, you know. Prime example, what is a brick? I used to look at the brick and say, well, there's sand, there's glass and all of these makeups to make this brick. Right. So I was never the same as most people and never fitted in. Started getting into fights quite a lot. I started to get like a little kick out of it because I wanted to be stronger than everyone else because, yeah, I was bullied, um, pretty much tortured by others because the way I was different. My mum and dad didn't have much money at the start. Um, They had to work really hard and they started in a bed set. And uh, now my, my my parents own their own house and things like that. So I watched them graft. So I've always been a bit of a grafter. I didn't need for nothing, but I chose that I wanted more. So I started hanging around with random people, chaotic, chaotic people, rebels, gang people. And I got myself in a lot of madness, absolutely a lot of madness. 
and I ended up in jails um, through violence and things because I just became so violent. But today I realised it was a coping mechanism. It was, I was so fearful of the outside world. I, I just had to cope and it was the only way I could cope. So I built this wall up around me, but this wall really was my own bleeding prison, you know, and I responded to life and, uh, well, I responded to life, unmanageability of it. It was just pure unmanageability. I could never deal with my emotions. Um, I, I went from naught to 100 in, like, quicker than a Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, I must say. Um, and I was just always angry at the world. I was just angry at the world. You know, a lot of things were done to me as well. But it, it doesn't it doesn't define who I am today, mm. you know. And a lot of people come from all different types of backgrounds and gone through similar stuff and have built up this anger. Now, if I'm defined by my past, I'd never be here talking to you. I wouldn't be helping the homeless people and I wouldn't be given back. And then I got into um, drugs and alcohol. So I'm a recovering alcoholic and, uh, and drug addict. And um, there was always a part of me that I was lit up. I would never have one drink and just be normal. I had to go to the extremes, you know, jumping in rivers with my skateboard as a kid, just throwing my skateboard in the river, you know, and thinking it was absolutely okay to go in this river and go and get my skateboard, being sick in people's uh, houses. And my behaviour was always more than others. You know, my reaction to life was always over the top. You know, I never had the control on it. And my head would do my own talking, as it would be. I would I would have a thousand answers for one question, and I would ask somebody this question, you see, and I've got the answer. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I was pretty screwed up as a kid. Um, and everyone looked at me and stereotyped me because I've got the tattoos and the way I used to look, and I used to have the snapbacks and the and the hats and the walk with the trousers down low, ridiculous, but I won't judge. <laughs> and um, everyone, like, judged me from that, you know, but I was very educated. I um, I read a lot of books. Um, I was very creative. <clears throat> I'd done karate. Um, I went in the army for a little bit, but due to circumstances... I left. Um, then I become a personal trainer. Um, started uh, a personal training business with a with a guy who who was in Doncaster. Again, due to my um, drugs and alcohol, I had to let it go because I didn't know what was wrong with me. Yeah. I went to all of these different services, and no one could tell me what was wrong with me. <clears throat> um, but eventually I found an answer to why I behave the way I behave. And I knew a lot of my actions today wasn't because of me just being a horrible person. A lot of it was that disease of addiction. Some may agree with it, some may not. But my story is I suffer with it. And, you know, and a lot of my behavior was linked to that kind of lifestyle. Mm. So um, I'm here today, a different person. And... Um, I've, I decided to go to an academy and teach, well, not teach me, but I'll bring, because I couldn't teach me. <laughs> but like always, I would have to surpass it. And I went to an academy and done barbering. And um, 
I passed there and I was offered two jobs in a barbering shop and I turned it down. I, I just turned it down because on my heart, I wanted to help others. And um, I started working on the street with homeless people, just randomly stopping them and asking them, do you want your hair cut? And they were so lit up by this, which lit me up, you know. And then uh, I went to the Hope Centre where you and I met and I started doing it there. And now I'm part of your team. Ah, what a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a couple of things you've said there that, that really I, I relate so much to you because obviously I'm, a, I'm an addict as well. I'm, I'm a you know, full-blown alcoholic, you know, drug-dependent right? I mean, we could wave a banner. <laughs> yeah, we can wave that banner. It's fine. You know, I, I don't, I don't tend to, you know, I don't wave the banner too much because it, it's a law of attraction, I think. So if people need it, they can come. But I don't, you know, and I never judge anyone, you know. Did you get, like, people coming up to you once they know you're clean? It's like they go, um, they start to justify themselves. So you're having a chat, you're not even talking about anything to do with it. And then they go, oh, I don't have too much. I don't take too much or I don't drink too much. Yeah. Anything like, <laughs> I don't give a yeah, shit. I, don't. I don't care what you do, pal. Like, <laughs> but you're that person they go to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, when I've gone out with my friends and that, they go, are you all right? Are you all right to be around it? And, that? and I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, there's a massive stigma around it. Yeah. And it just comes from people not actually understanding a lot yeah. about it. A lot of people think that you choose to do it. And there's some people that do. And then, then people say, oh, well, you're weak-minded or you haven't got the willpower and all of that. Well, I'm a very strong-headed person. Yeah. I've been taught in this life and I've got up every time, yeah. you know. So there is hope. And, yeah. like, I've gone round, I've lived both sides of the world, in both different lifestyles, you know. So yeah. I can see the contrast. But I've yeah. I've got back up. Every time I've been hit down, I'll get back up. I'm like a bouncy ball. <laughs> a rocky. Yeah, little pocket one. Yeah. <laughs> Shah Balboa. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I've done boxing as well. Yeah, I've got to yeah. Uh, semi, yeah, semi-professional in that. So yeah, yeah. yeah you. But it, it interested me as well when you said about like quite early on when you was young, um, and you got into you know violence and fighting and, and that type of thing. But because it's it's a it's a well-known belief now that um, anger is like a manifestation of fear. So it's really odd that, that the people that are screaming and shouting are probably the most frightened. And it's that maybe getting in before others get get you first. So well, well, that was my rule. I'll hit you before you hit me. Yeah. And it was the fact that I was scared to be hit. <laughs> yeah. It's odd, isn't it? But but today but to, but today but today, like I'm not fearful. I was never fearful of anyone back then. No. What I didn't realise. You know, but I was scared of my own shadow. Yeah. But it took over time and understanding myself because I think confusion only comes from not understanding yourself. Yeah. So now I've, I've, I've grown and I have can understand myself a bit better, my emotions, and actually see what life is for what it is, not projecting too far into the future and getting feared up and not projecting too far back. You yeah. know, and living in the past and self pity. I mean, we all have sorry days, don't we? Yeah, I had one yesterday. You get a black day, you just can't function. 
you know, and if you do, you feel a bit unwell or anything, and your your head goes, and then you just sometimes you have to just check out for a day, you know, yeah. um, you know, just to protect your mental health. Um, I think people talk about it a lot now. You know, it's it's yeah. uh, it's something that people never used to speak about. Um, you know, uh, but I well, think, it was a bit of a boo, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot. It's great now that people can openly talk about it, feelings and you know. Um, I've, I, I really I relate to so much to it is the fact that um, that that thing of of having to having to win, you know, like you've got that thing where I can see it in you, and you, you have to win, and it's that. It's often said that people like us have got a huge ego, but compare alongside a chronic low self esteem. Mm. Which really explains a lot, I think. Well, do you know what, right? I, with it, with ego, yeah, I, to, to me, it means edging God out, you know. But, like, I think you can be happy for yourself, but being yeah. humble with it is so important. Yeah. Because every day I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I say is, I'm going to have a great day today. So important. If you start your day off with that every morning, I mean, everybody you should try it for 30 days or something, you get up and your mindset will change. Regardless what happens during that day, it's your response to what happens is the problem. I yeah. don't respond to things how I used to respond to it when I was oh. younger. You could say boo to me and I'd say, ah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. today I'm not like that. Yeah. It takes a, it takes a, a, a sort of... An incredible shift, doesn't it? You have to go through some sort of process. I mean, we've probably both been through a similar recovery. And and you say a lot about knowing about yourself. That's something that I think the biggest thing I got out of a recovery was uh, learning about myself. And even though I'm, I didn't get into, I didn't change till I was 44. So I had so much unlearning to do. I had 44 years of thinking I was this. And actually I was this. And that's that's the tough thing, I think. Because it's and actually yeah. it's, it's, what you really are is actually quite unpleasant, you know. Like you, you realise you've got these defects that you don't, think yeah. You've got, and then you realise you, you're prideful, you know, you're manipulative, you're, you know, you're a liar, you're a cheat, you're, you yeah. know, these horrible things. But you have to address it all and see it before you can come through to the point where you understand yourself. I think, I think it was like, th this was my analogy of it. I, I was born like this giant magnet. And as I've gone around in life, <laughs> yeah, I've got a label, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, and all these little magnets stuck to me. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a friend, I'm this and I'm that. And all of these, all of these labels that are stuck to us growing up, gets our magnet quite heavy. And the thing is, when you get to a certain point in life and you shake that, like, who are you really? Is yeah. the question, you know? And I think it's like really important to find out who you are because you like, you. some people like what, what other people like, but really and truly, do they really like it is the question. <laughs> yeah. Because as a mother, because I'm, I'm a mum, I'm a mum, but who's sharp? If, if my yeah. son, when he grows up and he leaves home, well, I'm I'm still his mum, but I don't have to be there as much as I am now, you no. know. So all of these labels that were stuck to, oh, I've got this high-powering job and all of that, it can cause a lot of 
the, like things like depression, if one of these um, gets pulled away from you. So I think it's about balancing. Yeah. You have to balance your life yeah. and find that like mi- middle ground yeah. because it's the pendulum effect, isn't it? You, like yeah. It's like the sea. It, go, it comes in and it goes out just like life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. 100%. It's it's that yeah. That I often say about the pendulum, you know, it, it really is, and you, it, it's trying to find that balance um, because people like us, <laughs> we're very naturally like extremes, you know. I know. <laughs> when you were talking about yourself when you were younger, and me when I was younger, you know, it's like, like if you're going to do it, you do, you're going to do more than everyone else. You're going to get worse than everyone else. You're going to be a, people are going to remember you and all that stuff. Um, but then you, you you don't want to go far too far the other way on the pendulum that you end up with with not being anyone you know not not being who you are so you have to find that middle ground of like what's important to you and you say about liking people and liking things when people um, if you like someone generally it's because you are like them so if you want someone to like you you have to see where you have got the same connections you know yeah and that's enough i've seen you do it firsthand with with the guys on the streets or the guys in the centers you know you have to have a bit of that in you to really connect because um I, I saw you i saw you doing it and you had a great connection yeah. with people. i think i think it i think it's not judging everyone because it's not nice to be judged Everyone judged me, but I think it's a natural part of being a human. <laughs> yeah. You you have you, you judge people on the way they look or the way they talk or the way they behave, yeah. and it's about like stripping all that back and trying to like spin it round. And if you was in that position, like what would you do? What would it take for you to feel a bit happier or? The world's a selfish place at the moment, you know. And if I can cut somebody's hair. And they're lit up for that half an hour and they stomp off and they're happy, then well, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. I don't get paid for what I do. Like you don't get paid for what you yeah. do. We do it yeah. because we want to help the world. Well, we want people to feel nice, you know, and that one person that's caring about somebody else, it's infectious, you know. You smile at one person, that person will smile at another one. It's a ripple effect, you know. Yeah. And I think if the world could see that there's one consciousness yeah. yeah, and everyone works together and everyone aligns, everyone will live in peace and will be a, a level of happiness because you've got the richest people that are miserable. Yeah. And you've got some of the poorest people that are really happy with nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, you you were great when I saw you. Um, you, you made me laugh, though, because you said, I can't cut hair when you... When I... <laughs> <laughs> when we were around, you can't cut. You lose your ability to cut hair. But that's that's. Yeah, I get all cheered up. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Honestly, I swear they start acting upright when you lot come in. I, I tell you now, I kid you not. Everyone starts acting up, and then suddenly I start going here with the with the clippers. But when when I'm by myself, I'm. Um, I feel really confident. I'm doing this, and I'm like, "Wow, lit up!" You lot, I might get all fumbly. Ridiculous, <laughs> really. It's a great work. <laughs> I didn't, don't even think that, but it was great atmosphere, wasn't it? I mean, uh, the guy at the end who had his photo done with us all, 
and he was he was going through his journey. Ash, yeah, and he was going through, and he's he's got his place now, and he and he's he's actually starting to start working for him. I thought it was an incredible story, you know, just to be a, a small part of that. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's it's one person believing in you. If one person can believe in you, imagine imagine what you can do. I mean, the biggest belief is believing in yourself, and I believe in myself a hundred percent. Yeah, you've not, you've <laughs> and, not always doing really well. Pardon? Yeah. You've not always though, have you? So you've not always believed in yourself like this. This is not this is not how it's always been for you, is it? <laughs> nah, no. Um, I always I always had this expectation I wanted to live up to I always had this notion in my head because media and and newspapers and magazines have this ideal person in this ideal world um it it brainwashed me to a certain degree and I wanted to be like that person yeah you know and what 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 I had to find is that I'm not like that person. I think differently. I behave differently. And what is my skills? What can I do? I'm no good on this internet thing, but yeah. you know, I can talk to you. <laughs> yeah, you certainly can. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But it's just, it's just it's the confidence. I think the confidence. I've always been quite confident, but I think it's been more mimicking. I mimicked others because I never had those skills back then. Yeah. I never knew how to have confidence because I was really low in confidence. I was very feared up. But yeah. I portrayed to the world that I couldn't be touched. I was like, I was dangerous and all of this. Yeah. And it was just a complete and utter lie. It was, I yeah. could have been a magician. Smokes and uh, yeah. flames. Yeah, yeah, smokes and mirrors. That's it. Smokes yeah. and mirrors. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 fascinating that that we are that we are how we are. You know, I I I've done the same, and it yeah. it was a part of my life. And I was just trying to fit in with different. You know, like if I was with a crowd of guys, like you know, rough guys, I'd be I'd be a hard man. If I was with jokers, I'd be a joker. I'd be, you know, I never really <laughs> was me. You know what I mean? I was like, I didn't know who the hell I was. And, and I'm quite comfortable now, and that that's a quite a peaceful thing to be. Is comfortable in your own skin, you know. That's uh, that's something that I found. So, how long have you been doing the the barbering on the streets? Um, the last. You're asking me a timeline now. I mean, you're going to have to give me a second. So I'm just going to throw out a number, and hopefully it'll be there about six months. <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So you've done, yeah. you've done your training and everything, and then you just went out, and then from that point, you went out and started doing it. Would yeah, because you... well, it took me a year to actually. Well, it took me over a year to decide that I wanted to be a barber. I had to get over the notion that I had to touch people, I had to meet people, yeah. because I was very antisocial, <laughs> which yeah. you wouldn't think it. But I had all of these issues that I had to deal with. Yeah. Um, but I love it now. I really, yeah. really do like it. Would it's therapeutic. Think, yes, I was just going to say, what do you think it gives you then? What do you think it gives you now? Peace. <laughs> yeah. It's therapeutic. It really yeah. is therapeutic. And um, it's just that calming, it's the calming response to it. And you can actually take something and, and, and see it. Um, transform 
just like a person going from the streets into a home. It's like a journey, exactly yeah. like barbering. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Scott. And I think that's the thing, is it? It's the transitions we see that are visual, like the, the, the coming in. For some, of our, some guys are very unkempt, aren't they? And then we make them look a bit slick. And it's a great transformation that way. But when you become used to going to these places on a regular basis, you then see the magic happen in their life. And I think that's really, yeah. it's, it, it gives you the reward that you need, doesn't it? It's what makes you keep coming back. It's, it, you can see you can see it ruins a lot of lives, yeah. but you can see like these services help, like with the Hope Centre, with you coming in, with us, because it's that another person caring and their yeah. steps to it. And with with um, us talking to them actually helps them have a bit more confidence. There's a bit of hope in there. Mm. You know, there's motivation in there. So it helps them grow internally to be external into the rest of the world. Yeah. Because it's hard. Yeah. I, I find it helps me so much, though, you know. Because what it does, it reminds me of who I am. Because when you get yeah. to long-term sobriety, the challenge is, is to remember what you are. That you, you, yeah, where you come from. Yeah, you forget. You forget. It's so easy to forget, you know, what you are, what you know, how you are. And uh, I have a little glimpses of people, and I see myself in a lot of the guys in there. Yeah, of course. And I just feel lucky that I just feel like the lucky one, you know. That, that that's why I that's why I do it as well myself because it reminds us, you know, that pain and that suffering that we was in you know, the sweat in the way you used to feel, yeah. you know, and because I will never remember with sufficient force in my mind, really all that pain and suffering. No. So as you said, as time goes on, you forget that. So it's good to always remember where you actually come from and what you can do to help another. And that's why I always believe in like turning around and helping someone else up. Yeah. Yeah, it's crucial. It's, it's that thing, if you want to keep it, you've got to give it away, and you, you know, yeah. which we say. And, and it, it's so true that um, that we have to keep doing it. It's not like we get a choice. You know, if you want to stay, if you want to stay safe, you know, and level, you've got to keep going and helping people in whatever way you, you can. I mean, it might come along differently. I mean... It came to me because I was a long-term hairdresser and barber, you know, like for, for many, many years. So that was the obvious thing. With you, it came yeah. from left field, didn't it? Because you was not, but, but then you just, you had this urge to do it. A calling, really. Yeah. Because it was against your nature to become one from what you're saying, that it was yeah. <laughs> you to do. You had a lot of, you had to fight a lot of demons to get, to do it well. Well, yeah, like, um, I think... When when I turned down the jobs, like when I turned down the jobs, most people did say, you know what, you're you're crazy, that's money and things like that. And I said, like, money will come, but I need to do this. And I just started on uh, literally on the street, and then I ended up in the centre, and then we're going to open um, a charity-run barber shop now. Yeah. I've met you guys. I'm part of you lot crew. Yeah. So it's like... Because I because I turned down an act that could have just been purely self for me, and I've gone selfless. Yeah. Other things and doors are opening now, and I guess that is kind of like a law of attraction. I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it it's definitely there. I mean, you can 
you get all hippified and like you know read the books and all that but uh, i think there's definitely something in that you, you know you you, yeah. you it's the laws of attraction you attract what you are um yeah and it's no accident there's no coincidence that as you no. better, better things come towards you is there yeah, there's there's no like all the all of them as you say hippie books. They're all really good and stuff, yeah, to read. But to to know something, you have to have your own experience, yeah. and you know through your own experience is the only way you can know for sure. You can't really go through life on someone else's experience. You have to go through the process yourself, yeah. and to find out literally what works and what don't, and what can it, what can actually be. Well, particularly if you're going to be authentic. If you're going to be believable and if people are going to believe you, it's got to come from an authentic place because you you can't fake this stuff. And you 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 could for a little while, but in the end you're going to get found out, you know. Uh, yeah, the, mar- the, the, the mask will come the, the mask will come down. What do they say? What happens in the dark surely comes to light. I've not heard that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm just straight out there. You ask me a question, I'll tell you the answer. It's up to you how you take it or how you don't take it. Me, yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> because there's nothing in I've my life that. that I'm... Ah? I've seen that in action. <laughs> I saw yeah. that in the lunch after. <laughs> when you're just doing that. <laughs> I, want this, I want that. I want that on the side. I want this. <laughs> you know well, exactly yeah. what you want. You had no qualms about... Yeah. Yeah, no. Because if you it. don't if you don't tell someone what you want and they get it wrong, well, how can you moan at them? You know, you've got yeah. to just tell them straight up, like, this is what I want, this is what I can offer, and this is what I'd like to do. You know, slam it all together and you've got like, voila. You just got you've just got to like roll with it, maybe. <laughs> so tell me more about your what's your vision for the barbershop? Oh. My my vision for the barbershop is like basically help the homeless and they'll be free, literally undercut everyone else. <laughs> undercut, yeah. And yeah, and um bring in more money and then just give it back to the charity. Yeah. So it, it, that, that's be, what it is. It'd be like a it'd be like a CIC. So it'd be a um a, a revenue producing business that all the profit goes to um, the, the homeless charity, the, the homeless charity helping for food, transport, yeah. um, clothes, you know, socks, um, personal stuff. You know, like um, um, bathroom bits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is important. People forget. I mean, everyone says I about I bought someone a sandwich, and I bought them a coffee, and I bought this. Uh, they might like a new pair, of, uh, like a clean pair of drawers if it's a woman, or they might like a dry pair of socks if it's a bloke. You know, those type of things are so crucial, and a lot of charities do really well with handing them out. You know, but it's just the thing people don't think of because uh, I get asked a lot, and then people say, "Oh, what should I do?" You know, I should give some money and that. I say, "Well, go down Primark or somewhere and, and just buy a load of cheap stuff. Just put a couple of pairs of socks in your bag, or a couple of pairs of knickers, or." gloves yeah and then say look do you need any i've got to have them you know because it's a it's a really practical thing that people desperately need when they're out there i mean you know that well yeah you know it's it's little things that mean more than money yeah you know just just someone to listen to your 
a hot drink, somewhere safe even to go. Yeah. You know, to, to, to just dress and look a certain way. You know, just to have clean clothes on. And it doesn't take much. No. I mean, what, a tenner can get you a T-shirt, a pair yeah. of bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, so, so it all helps. And all of yeah. the charities are moving really well together. Yeah. I think, I mean, do you see do you see the barbershop when it comes about to be some sort of like, a bit like a hub? So it's not just a barbershop, it's where people can come and feel safe to... I, well, I think everybody that gets their haircuts has some kind of relationship with their barber yeah. or their hairdresser. Yeah. So I think it's a safe place to come anyway. Yeah. And I think the community can actually get involved so they, they know where their money's going and they can actually see, they can hear what's going on, they can see what's going on. And it's just like everyone getting to know each other and networking and yeah. everyone understanding a little bit more about actually what goes on in the services, what what we can offer, um, how we can help others and um, basically helping people to get to the other services. Because at the moment, all of the services are going under one umbrella. Yeah. So that means like bridge, the police, probation, housing, and everything will all literally go under one umbrella if I'm right in what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I see what would be good as well if you had the room. If 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 you get a big enough place, um, that I think, and if it's if it's somewhere where the homeless guys and women can come to get their hair done and that feel better, but also as a as a thing for them, what I know is a lot of the time, a lot of street homeless people have to carry stuff around on their backs a lot. And it's when yeah. you get time, you can't leave it anywhere because it get nicked and all that stuff. If you had a spare wall and you had a bank of lockers that, yeah. that people could, you know, so they come get their cut, they maybe could put their stuff in the locker and then they maybe could go out for a couple of hours with that, not having that stuff to carry around and come back and pick it up later. Just an idea for you. I just thought it's something that I think uh, I've seen it at a couple of homeless places, and the lockers. Yeah, that 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 that, that, would, that would be quite good because it is a lot. It is a lot to carry, and yeah. um, like it's easier to carry just yourself, isn't it? And at night, they've got to carry tents, and yeah, there's literally bags and bags of it. But yeah. you know, there's something to generally put forward. I mean, pretty cool idea. Yeah, Definitely I, a cool idea. and I think you, you you get it cheaply because there's always like schools or something selling these locker things off, you know. Like if you it know, can be found, I'll find it. I know you will, and that's <laughs> the thing, isn't it? Is you don't have to keep buying new stuff all the time. It's great for repurposing things, you know. Like some some place will be selling off, emptying out. Even a, a gym that's closing down, there'll be all of these lockers. You could just have them on one wall. I mean, even if you had like half a dozen, at least it's somewhere for them. Uh, it's a start, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, just a start. Close, isn't it? Yeah. But I think the more and more, it, the more it's um, talked about, and more that people are aware of it, I think more pe- more people will contribute, yeah, and and give back and even help, you know, because there's night services, outreach services that are there as well, and they go out and they help, you know, or, um, with working girls, um, other things as well you know yeah. and there's food places food banks and the community does get together yeah and um it we I, well i know 100 percent. i will surpass this and it will explode <laughs> and then hopefully i'll do a whole franchise of it yeah 
and that can teach some some guys um, and help them to try and learn to barber, even if they don't barber or they don't go into that profession, just some kind of purpose, no, just to help somebody else. And it's a real sense of achievement when you can actually help others. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, It's a complex thing. I mean, we early on we did a thing and there's a couple of people we've helped uh, with a local college to get them in training because I was meeting people on the street or in, in, in places and they'd already said, you know, they say, oh, look, I've done level two, I've done, already done this training, but I now live on the street, so I couldn't carry on. And you go, well, look, what about, could we take your training a bit further and get you back into work? And it's um, it's still a great idea because we could do it all over the country, different, like every yeah. training school could take on one, just one person. There's thousands across the country, so it would yeah. get people into work. But they're very... I think it's just networking and communication. Yeah. The I world think... seems a bit slacky on this communication front, doesn't it? Well, you know, it's, it does take action because even that, you know, the idea was there and then and I did it and we got stopped in the pandemic and we tried again. But because the people that we're dealing with, they're very vulnerable. So it takes a lot of manpower hours. You know, I, I didn't... I underestimated how much manpower hours it would take to help one person through. Not that one person isn't worth helping, but um, there's certain things like that that, are, that once you start opening into it, they're a lot harder than you think. But it doesn't mean you have to not do it. It's just there's more things to overcome. And that's when you need your real, your heart's got to be strong for what you want to do, you know, because there'd be so yeah. many hurdles. But, you know, I, 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 I had so many hurdles at the beginning of Haircuts for Homeless. Um, but if I wasn't so passionate about it, probably to my own detriment, you know, like because yeah. for a couple, two or three years at the beginning, that was my only thought. And it's probably no accident that I lost my business in 2018 because I think my head, my head was elsewhere. And, uh, you know, but then that's that's what happens, you know. Um, so I think it's uh, I think it's a great idea with the barbershop thing. Um, and done right, it would be... A, I see it as a real safe space for people. So you've got people, not everyone would be comfortable going to a place like that, but a lot of guys would be quite happy to go and get their hair cut there. They think it's great. They feel like, well, if I go and do my hair, cut my hair, get my hair cut there, I'm well, I'm in turn helping someone, you know. There's a great yeah. lady, Shelley Lyon, who's in Norwich, who's done a thing like uh, not particularly for homeless people, just for people in need, and she's done a hair care share. So her salon is... People, it's a regular salon, but some people pay and some people don't. And so she's got it on the lines that, um, you know, I could have a a cut, you know, air cut, 15 quid or something. Or if I wanted to, I could pay 20 quid and the fiver goes towards someone else coming in who hasn't got any money to get a haircut. Or I could pay 30 quid and there's, right, I've had my air cut and there's another air cut there if someone wants it. You know, Paying it forward. Paying it forward, yeah. And, uh, you know. She's she's really um, done well with that. It's it's just uh, all power to her. It's a great thing that she's doing up there in uh, Norwich, you know. But you know, there's there's aspects of things you can take from different things and make your one work. But I, I, I'm I've, I've only met you once, and I've only talked to you today as well. But I'm, I I wouldn't be shocked if you don't pull this off because you've got the drive. And you. Oh, the- I'm gonna pull it off. <laughs> I will absolutely let me tell you again, surpass it. 
to all you viewers out there, the word is surpass. <laughs> <laughs> I will, because you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm talking with um, teachers at the moment because I'm trying to. Get, I'm going to make together um, a 12 week program to actually go into schools and actually speak to these youngsters about guns, gangs, and violence. Yeah, you know, yeah. because a lot of the social skills and the, the, the social skills and the aspects of the real world is actually not talked about in school. There's just a curriculum. Yeah. You know. It needs to be talked about more, like the effect, the real world, you know, education, brilliant, you know, excellent. But really living life on life terms, we need that to be told more in schools because yeah. kids live most of their life in schools, you know. Yeah. So, yes, I'm going to change that as well. You're going to see me in Parliament. Good <laughs> <laughs> guy, folks, <laughs> blowing it up. <laughs> no, definitely not. That's the old show. That's the old show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read the fifth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to no, I, yeah, no. So it, it's it, it'll be good. It'll be good. Like it will. And I will I will trudge whatever road. Yeah. You know, I've gone through worse in life. Yeah. A few little hurdles and bumps, maybe a few doors slammed, but I'll just climb through the window, you know, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> I'll fly through the window. <laughs> well, yeah. No yeah. matter what, I won't have a no for an answer. If I'm going to help somebody else yeah. and I see potential in doing and I and I see a future in what I'm doing, it's yeah. my vision and dream, but I want to share it with the world and the world will accept it. <laughs> oh, who, who, who could say no to you? <laughs> and this is it. It's the mindset. It's all in the mindset. Well, definitely. You've worn me out. I've got to come to the end of this because you've completely worn me out, like you did the other day. Um, I I really, really wish you well with it. And you know, I'm at the end of the phone. If you need any help with any of it, um, yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, it's 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 been great talking to you. So um, I know. <laughs> I know it always is. Yeah. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. Nah, it's fantastic. And what we'll do, we'll put all the links of stuff on that you've got ideas for and uh, we'll put a link to your Instagram so people can follow what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, well, I'm literally, I'll start, I'm going to start my Instagram page and, and I'm off and you can all follow me around, like, on my little yeah. journey and see what I'm about and see how I respond to the world and any feedback or any comments or anything that you want me to do, just hit me up. Yeah. I shall, I shall put that link on there. Great talking to you, Shah. Um, All right, cheers. See you soon.